welcome. Glad you're here. Pat is uh, going to be joining me here for about an hour. Then Bill O'Reilly is uh, joining me. We have the original Mind Hunter. You know, they've just uh, released season two of Mind Hunter. We have the real guy who actually sat across the table from all these serial killers and did have a um, did have a mental breakdown. That's where the story picks up in season two. Uh, we'll have that coming up for you in uh, just a minute. And and. Pat, do you want to start with the Chicago teachers that are praising Venezuela? They went down for their summer vacation. Mm-hmm. Or Patrick Byrne? Wow, those are both good. Those are very good. I've got another one, too, but I, 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 I think we'd, we'd be just stuck. Which one? I think Patrick, Patrick Byrne. Yeah, Patrick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to start with Patrick Byrne. Uh, the fishy orders from the men in black. He says this is political espionage. There's a lot more coming out around the Clintons now, uh, and we'll give you all of those um, all of those stories. He has just left Overstock um, yep. because of this. Uh, his stock mm. went down because I think people started to make him look crazy. I know Patrick. He's not crazy. Uh, we'll give you that story coming up in just a moment. Stand by. has has always been you know a colorful uh a ceo he was the ceo of overstock he's the guy who came up but he is and he, on his personal website you know he has talked about wall street and the sith lords there uh but he said operating on the advice of berkshire hathaway uh, chief executive uh, uh warren buffett that he disclosed that he had been in a romantic relationship with a woman that's being accused of being a Russian spy who tried to infiltrate the circles of political power before the presidential campaign. This is a fascinating story. He's, in his statement, he says that there is, there is a deep state, men in black, and political espionage. Soon as he said those things, his stock went down. Uh, and he has been forced now to resign from uh, Overstock. The stock took a 12-point leap right after he left. This, can you imagine, in the days gone by, somebody standing up and saying something like this, with evidence, their stock would have gone up. Mm-hmm. In today's world, we are so we are so wound up with politics that somebody says, hey, I... I am working with the FBI on something. It's not patriotic. It's crazy. We're going to tell you the story in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man who is waking up to the sound of a rooster crowing. A guy whose, whose life, whose frontier, I actually envy. But I don't actually want to do it. He stretches his tired bones as he showers and gets dressed. He might smell the bacon the good woman he married has set to sizzle in the pan as he pulls on a pair of Tacovis boots. It's a hard old world out there. 
and a man with less grit may not, might not find the strength or courage to face it every day. But this man does. Life has knocked the wind out of him plenty of times, but he always comes back, ready to lend a beating heart and an able body to the work at hand. You see, just outside of this man's front door is his frontier. Hard work and perseverance has lengthened his character over time and made his face just a little bit leathery. Nowhere is that more obvious than the quality and the comfort of the boots that are on his feet. He might walk around in the farm, or he might take his good woman out for a nice night on the town. But he'll wear the same boots to Covis. They take 200 steps to manufacture, and they're built by the best leather workers using the most exotic leathers. You're going to find your dream. You're going to find your character. You're going to find your frontier in a pair of Tecovis. Tecovis.com slash Beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Go there now. Tecovis. Western goods for your frontier. After two decades as the chief executive of the online retailer Overstock.com, Patrick Byrne has resigned. I want you to listen to uh, uh, what he said yesterday because he was everywhere. He says he is telling this story on advice from Warren Buffett. He came out recently uh, on Fox, oh, I don't know, about three months ago. We talked about it and, and, uh, and went in great detail on what this story was. We told you about his relationship with the so-called spy who is not a spy, was not convicted of being a spy. Uh, in fact, the judge threw that out. Now, here's Patrick Byrne talking about the fishy orders he got from men in black. Listen to this. In 2015, 2016, they got back in touch with me for the third time. And it was, uh, I was given some fishy orders. And I carried them out thinking I, in 2015, 2016, thinking I was conducting law enforcement. Let me emphasize, don't say the FBI. The FBI is barely involved in this. It's all the top. Uh, the, the men in black, as I called them, showed up and asked for this third favor. And I, and, well, anyway, I'm not going to go into the details right now, but uh, I didn't know who sent the orders, but I did them. La they seemed fishy last summer watching television. And here's the punchline. Here's the punchline, people. Last summer watching television and some congressional hearings, I figured out where those orders came from. They gave him a guy named Peter Strzok and Bill Freestaff. Carlin, McCabe, Comey—that was who sent the orders. Uh, and well, you're naming a bunch of FBI people there. Well, the the Peter Strzok, and it has been confirmed to me that my instructions came from Peter Strzok. That the people who carried me the orders were coming and okay. taking it on behalf. That's been confirmed. So that is stunning. Now, what he's talking about was he had a relationship with this this woman. Actually, he just met her at a at a libertarian uh, kind of uh, con convention in Las Vegas. Happens Freedom Fest. Happens every every summer. I just spoke there. He spoke last year when he was finished speaking, or in 2016, uh, 2015, 2016, when he finished speaking there. 
Um, the the Russian woman, remember her? She was with the FBI. What was her name? Butina. Butina. She, Maria Butina. Something like that. She, so she is, she's everywhere. And she's, you know, posting all these pictures. She's a big gun advocate. She's from Russia, blah, blah, blah. She approach, approaches Patrick and she says, listen, darling, I am from Russia. And, uh, and my name is not Natasha, but I'd like you to meet Boris. And he feels a little weird about it. Now, he has a national security clearance. So anybody who thinks that he is just some crazy half-cocked guy, he has a national security clearance. And so Do we he, know why? No, we don't. It's interesting. Yeah, he does. Uh, he apparently does things uh, with the Council of Foreign Relations. Uh, he, mm. he is uh, he's an advisor of some sort or something like that. So we, okay. don't, we don't really know. But we do know that, you know, I don't have a national security clearance. Do you? No. No. I don't know anybody who really, well, I do know a few people who have a national security clearance, and they're all buttoned up people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So sometimes this will happen because somebody like Patrick, who travels all over the world, the government, it's not unusual for the government to say, hey, when you're over there, if you happen to see something, would you just let us know? That happens. That's probably a very good thing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't want to lose his national security clearance. And so he immediately calls the FBI and says, so this woman, Natasha, she said I should meet Boris. And the FBI said, now we've already looked into Natasha. She's fine. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, because she's like wants me to go over there and meet with people. Fine, Patrick, we've already checked her out. She's fine. Okay. So he, uh, you know, starts to get into a romantic relationship with her. As that's going on, she's like, listen, you really need to meet Boris and Vladimir. And not Putin, just another Vladimir. And he's like, okay, okay. okay. So he calls the FBI back and he says, now she wants to introduce me to Boris and Vladimir. Are those guys cool? Yes, Patrick, <laughs> stop. We've already investigated her. She's fine. But that's awesome that he checked so many times. Right, three times. Three times. Three, three times. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy's a hero. This guy yeah. is not. He's a good guy. He's a patriot. Right. He's doing everything that we say. How come Donald Trump didn't just call the FBI? How come Hillary Clinton didn't call mm -hmm. the FBI? Well, because. He did. Over he and over. did. And now he's he's having to leave his own company because right. of it. So he calls the FBI a second time. Ugh. They're like, Patrick, she's fine. Boris, Vladimir, they're fine. Go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to check. Then she says, listen, I'm having a, a council. Uh, I'm meeting at very fancy hotel uh, with Hillary Clinton's people. Uh, and uh, also um, uh, little uh, little guy from Florida, Marco Rubio, meeting with his people too. Want to come along? And he's like, uh, no, 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 I, I don't think so. So <laughs> she, she so she leaves. He calls the FBI a third time and says, "Okay, guys, she's <clears throat> now meeting at this hotel." She's got, she's going to be meeting this weekend with Hillary Clinton's people and Marco. They finally said, Patrick, we know <laughs> it's OK. All right. 
So all of that stuff happens. Nobody says a word about it. It's all fine. He continues his relationship with her. Um, it goes on for a while, and then it's over. Look, I really have to. No, no, really. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, they break up, go their separate ways. Then, then the men in black come, which he now says is Peter Strzok. And hmm. so now his phone rings. And it's after, after Trump is, uh, is gotten the nomination. And so the phone rings and it's the FBI. And they're like, Patrick, we want you to start maybe having sex with girl again. So now, are the American agents have Russian access? Yes, I think oh, they. Wow. I think they do wow. in this particular case. <laughs> um, and so he says, "Wait, uh, but I broke up with her. I I don't have. Well, we'd like you to rekindle that relationship again because uh, mm. some things have come up. Some things have come up. Wait a minute. You guys told me you already checked her out. You already gave her special dispensation." on being here in the country. You guys told me you did all of this work, and then I spent about a year with her. She's not a spy. Well, we think she might be involved in some... She's not a spy. Uh, we think you would. we'd really like it if you like to have sex with this hot woman. We would like you to start doing that. Okay, I'll take one for the team. So then he went back with this hot woman and had more sex with him for us. Wait a minute. Story's starting to break down here a little bit. But so he goes back and he furthers this relationship. There's nothing. In fact, he is compiling evidence that she's not a spy. So then the FBI, when they get through with, you know, uh, Donald Trump becomes president, then all of a sudden they need to indict this woman as a spy. He says, I have testimony that she's not a spy. I have evidence that she's not a spy. He files it with the FBI. She goes to court. They try to make her into a spy. The FBI does not include any of his evidence. He was the main point man that doesn't mm. involve any of his evidence. The judge says, you got nothing here, throws it out. Well, wait a minute. She didn't register. As a foreign agent, she didn't register, you know, as a foreigner that was going to be doing these things. Ugh, okay, so she gets six months in prison, and now everybody thinks she's a spy. And yeah, because she did go to jail. Yeah, she did go to yeah, jail for yeah. six months, uh, you know, for not registering, which she should have gone to jail for not registering. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make her a spy or a Russian agent. They used her. To smear the right, they used her to smear the uh, NRA, and they used her as yet another example of Russia dealing with all the Trump people. Now, he has more to say, and he came out yesterday and was everywhere. And I will tell you, this is very, very reminiscent of... I'll tell you... I'll, no, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, I got advice from a very, somebody like Warren Buffett, and it's why I did The Puppet Master. Um, I'm not going to tell you who gave me this advice, but somebody like a Warren Buffett gave me this advice because we had been threatened by George Soros's people, and I've told that story before. And the advice was, Glenn, make the biggest deal you can make out of you being number one enemy on George Soros or 
you could just be hit by a truck. And you need to make sure that even if you are in a legitimate accident and you die, everyone's first ex- uh, thought is, it's George Soros had him killed. <laughs> right. He said that's the right. only way to protect yourself. Get out into the sunset, into the sunlight and make sure everyone knows you and George Soros have locked mm-hmm. horns. That's why I did the puppet master. I did it not only to expose him, but also to stand in the bright light to tell everybody, hey, um, if I disappear, uh, it's him. Okay. This advice from Warren Buffett to Patrick Byrne and the way he is going on this this tear of telling everyone and he doesn't care. It's CNN. It's Fox. It doesn't matter screams to me you better let everyone know in case you get sick all of a sudden or you're hit by a bus that people understand wait a minute there might be something else in a deep state and it's interesting to me that he is talking about he's saying it's not the fbi it's not the fbi it's just these people in the fbi we'll have more on this just in just a minute I don't like it when people say, I slept like a baby. Really? Because my babies wet themselves, sometimes, you know, threw up or whatever. They cried all night. I don't want to sleep like a baby. I don't want to sleep like a baby. I just want a good night's sleep. Last night, I had my MyPillow. It was one of the best night's sleep I've had in a long, long time because I fluffed my pillow. I put my head down. I started to read my book. I fell asleep. The next thing I know, the alarm is going off. Ah, that is a great night's sleep. And I don't know babies that are sleeping like that. Well, they sleep during the day when you don't want them to sleep like that. They sleep like that, and then you can pick them up and carry them around. Don't you miss the days? Don't you wish somebody could just pick you up while you were asleep and just carry you around? It would be weird. You'd be like, why am I at work? Uh, But uh, that's sleeping like a baby where just nothing wakes you up. Right now, Mike Lindell is offering his lowest price ever offered on radio or TV for My Pillow. My Pillow is a it's going to help you get a great night's sleep. It's only 34.99 per pillow. It's a two-pack of My Pillow's premium pillows for 69.98. Not been offered uh, this I don't think ever lowest price. It's available only on mypillow.com or by calling 800-966-3117. You have to use the promo code BECK. Promo code BECK. Don't forget that. mypillow.com or call 800-966-3117. MyPillow, thank you for a great night's sleep last night. We break for 10 seconds station ID. Okay, here is Patrick Byrne talking to Fox News. This was political espionage. Listen. And I finally went to see Buffett. And Buffett, my Buffett and I, Buffett's kind of my rabbi, I call him. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, Patrick, you have to come forward. And I said, you know, it's going to make some feds fur- furious at me. Their heads are going to explode. And he said, you let feds do their job. You're a citizen. You got your job. You're coming to the public. 
Uh, here's what it is. This was all political espionage conducted against Hillary Clinton, Rubio, Cruz, and Trump. This is not a theory of mine, some political theory. I was in the room when it happened, in a way. I mean, not in a way. I, I was part of it. Uh, I didn't know. I knew I had some of the pieces. I thought I had the pieces of something much bigger. Last summer, as stuff bubbled into the news, thanks to good journalists such as yourself, uh, I started realizing I had these very important missing pieces. Hmm. Does he sound credible or does he sound crazy? No, he definitely sounds credible. And he also thought he was just doing the right thing. And he's going forward on the advice of Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Which uh, I think I'd be calling Warren right now. Hey, Warren. Um, you want to just say something here? Yeah. Uh, how about you bring something up into the... Because it's not even the feds that are the problem for him right now. It's the reaction to what he said by his customers and probably his board of directors. It Well, it is it is a problem with what he said. Um, I'm sorry. It's the way the news media twisted it last time. Yeah, okay, making so, it look like he's nuts. Yeah, made it, 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 it. Every story I read, with an exception of a handful, made him look out, look like a crazy man. Oh, here's another crazy conspiracy theory from somebody on the right. No, mm-hmm. he's a libertarian. He doesn't like either side. He also said, did you notice there? He also said, said it was Clinton. It was, she was targeted. Targeted as well. As well as the Republicans were. So they so, were just, the, the the Russians are just trying to screw with the system here. Right? They're just trying to. I don't know if it's the Russians. I don't think it's the Russians. He's not saying it's the Russians. He's saying it is the men in black inside the Justice Department that are not necessarily coordinated by the Justice Department. He's saying that there's a deep state here that's running yeah, okay. like a side Like the Peter Strzoks of the world. Who yeah. Are, yeah. That are deciding, you know what, we're not going to put up with this. Jeez. So, I mean, it's, it's not good. Uh, let me give you uh, one more piece. Uh, this is from uh, Patrick Byrne on CNN with Chris Cuomo. Listen to this. Their behavior was so strange, it's almost like... And by they, you're saying people in the FBI, you don't have to tell me who they are, but you say that you know who they are. Yeah, men in black. Mm. And and it was so strange that I was thinking it's almost like... Notice that he says men in black. That That is an organization that even the police and the FBI don't know. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. That there is a a full deep state that is a side organization that is yeah. clandestine. And I don't think I don't think Fredo believed him there. Do you? Well, Fredo ends up in the pond anyway, so it's not yeah, it really doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter what Fredo <laughs> thinks. Uh, we'll go back into what he was telling Fredo uh, in just a second. Okay, remember I told you the other day about the uh, person I work with that has air conditioning and air conditioning his car that went out just, I think it was last week or the weekend before. He had a three-hour car trip in the blazing summer sun. And remember how I told you, I bet he wished he had car shield. True story. My friend got the estimate back. The repair is going to cost him over $2,000. And if that doesn't hit all of us, like a load of bricks, I don't know what will. 
we are we're going through a really blazing hot summer here in uh, here in Texas. You have Car Shield. That's the kind of thing that Car Shield covers, and you don't have to worry about it. This is why I trust Car Shield. That's why he's going to be trusting them in the future. In addition to providing 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car when yours is in the shop, CarShield also makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair extremely easy. Don't make the same mistake. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. When you, something happens to your car, make sure you're covered with CarShield. 800-CAR-6000. 800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code back, carshield.com. Be sure to get your tickets to Glenn's Christmas Show in Salt Lake City. Uh, December 7th. It's been a long time. This is going to be great. Go to glennbeck.com for details. Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tecovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tecovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitching or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tecovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service. Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday. Joined by Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear wherever podcasts are, uh, are, are, are listened to. Um, Pat and I have been talking about Patrick Byrne uh, from Overstock, who is talking now about men in black and a political espionage against Trump, but also Hillary Clinton. I don't understand Mm. how this is working, especially with Peter Strzok. But uh, he says it was Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. uh, And Mm. they were all somebody... Some, as he says, men in black, somebody that is in the FBI, he believes, I can't say he believes that it was led by Peter Strzok. Uh, it was, he says, I got my orders from Peter Strzok. The orders came down for me to do things from, from Peter Strzok. And he said, as an honest American, I was just trying to do what was right. I figured this out last summer when I started seeing all this stuff break and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was, I was in that. They were using me. He's a guy with a national security clearance. Uh, and he said, uh, yesterday in several interviews, I went to Warren Buffett because he is, he's one of my gurus. And I went to Warren Buffett and he said, listen, you're not a politician. You're a citizen. You did something that the government, you thought the government was asking you to do. You need to be a citizen and just come out with it. And so he did. And here he is with Chris Cuomo last night. Their behavior was so strange. It's almost like. And by they, you're saying people in the FBI. You don't have to tell me who they are, but you say that you know who they are. Yeah. Men in black. And and it was so strange that I was thinking it's almost like. They're letting this can-o scandal like develop. 
and someday they're going to shake it up and crack it and spread it all over the Republican Party. And then I thought, well, there's no way the FBI would do it. There's no way President Obama would do that. I like President Obama. I think, I think he's a fine man in many, uh, he's a class act. And anyway, I thought there was no way. Well, anyway, that continued. Listen, it's, yeah, we're not, you are, you haven't even heard Wild yet. When the, when the corruption investigation was done, I was told by federal agents, well, I don't want to get into the two. It became clear, it seemed to be more about blackmail than it was about law enforcement. And I'm not going to, but it was more about blackmail. July 1st or so, they came back to me and said, boy, what a mistake we made. Russia, you're right. There's this Russia, 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 this gal Maria. Oh my gosh, highest national priority. And they said, and the very honorable men and women, the men in black, they said, we want to be clear. This never happens in the United States. We are the good guys. Oh, we're not, we don't work like the bad guys, but we need to ask you to rekindle a romantic relationship with Maria Butina. And, members and of the FBI that you're sure were members of the FBI asked you to do this, and you know their names. And, and I know their names, and they said these orders are coming from the personal, this is being personally supervised by Y, and it's being per and at the request of X, and then two months later, they said Mr. Z has added his name to the All right, now, you're, being, you're giving them anonymity now, but I heard you say on Fox, if you go put a camera in Jim Comey's face and say the name Patrick Byrne, you're not going to like the reaction it gets. That's, that's the Z. Wow. Wow. So Peter Strzok and Jim uh, Comey? Jim, Jim Comey. And you'll notice that wow. you'll notice that Peter said, or I mean that uh, that Patrick said, in the interview a few weeks ago, he said, uh, "Bill Barr is the guy who's going to break this all apart." Now y- you also see that the the independent counsel that has the inspector general of the Justice Department is about to come out, they say the week after Labor Day. He's going to come out with his report on what what was happening uh, with the FISA report, with the FBI, you know, looking into the the Russian dossier. This is going to be a piece of it. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't imagine it's not going to be a piece of it. Sure seems like it. I, I think the only one of the things that might be hurting him here is using the term men in black, because then it sounds like a you know fantasy movie. And they're I'm sure that in the minds of some of these, you know, like Fredo there on uh, CNN, I'm sure it sounds like a conspiracy theory or Everything something created so, out of caliphate, a sci-fi movie. The caliphate was yeah, a them, cons- was. conspiracy theory. Yeah. I mean, Until there was a caliphate. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Patrick is Patrick is first of all he looks like he's telling the truth mm-hmm. does he not yeah he does and the reason why he you could make him look like a fool is he's saying well look i well okay so uh, there was this guy and i can't tell you the name of this guy he's not mm-hmm. speaking and saying the names um he's putting the pressure on on the outside uh, to be able to have the inside pressure do their job. Mm-hmm. So he looks like it's a conspiracy theory because it's hard to explain when you're not laying out all the facts and mm-hmm. you're doing 10 minutes on TV. 
I mean, and, yeah, and it's hard to believe for Americans because they know Jim Comey's not in the FBI anymore. Neither is uh, Peter is Strzok. Peter Strzok. And so it seems like, okay, come on. And this is some deep state operation from guys who aren't even in in uh, Well, they were in the at department. that time. They were in at the time he's talking about this. Okay, and if so it was Comey happening, was still then, the head of the FBI yeah, yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's saying, if I'm reading this right, what he's saying is it's not um it, it's not pervasive in the FBI. There's a strain of the FBI that has gone rogue. And that's not all the FBI. And remember, he stood up for the FBI. He's like, I'm not talking about all the good men and women of the FBI. There's a strain in the FBI. I'd love to hear. Mm. You don't have to you don't have to say who you are, but um I'd I'd love to if you're in the FBI, I'd love to hear from you on what you think of this, if if this makes sense to you. I've talked to FBI people um before and uh some of them just loved Comey and everything else. Others said they thought there was something wrong up at the head uh, of the FBI. So I don't know. But we have to know. We must have this information. We have to know, is, is this stuff happening or not? Because if this stuff is happening, there is no freedom. There is no real republic. You're, you're already toast. You want to run for president? You want to do something? You want to change policy? You want to say, hey, we're on the wrong track? You're not going to be able to do it. This is why America has always performed well in the world, because we have rule of the law. When something goes wrong, you can trust the FBI or your local police to come in and do it. Now, that hasn't always been true, that it, but, but generally it has been true. Um, when there is dirty business going on. But we started losing our faith in that with TARP. We started losing our faith going, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Now, there were conspiracies around 9-11 that were not helpful. That's for sure. However, there was a group of people. Sandy Berger was at the, 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 the I don't know, the lead bag man. Well, yeah, something was going on. Something was going on. And so that Mm -hmm. just makes all the other stuff seem more credible when there's probably nothing to any of that. In fact, I'm going to say there was nothing to any of that. The the federal government did not know about 9-11. They did not know. No, but they they were protecting somebody. Right, they the were Saudis protect- or whatever. The yes. ca- whatever the case was, the Sa- I'm convinced. And, and that's it's why the Berger Saudis. went in. Yeah, yeah. I'm convinced. Afterwards, they wanted to make sure nothing came out about mm-hmm. the Saudis or right. the relationship with all of these presidents throughout the years. They figured they had to continue to do business with them, and it would have been really it would have blown up in the in their faces if the word had gotten out because the American people wouldn't put up with it. If right. Saudi Arabia was behind this in right. some significant way, and we shouldn't have, yeah, we should. This have. was Absolutely this. Not. This is a great case of of what George Washington said: "Don't be beholden to anybody outside. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, you know, you call it when they're friends, they're friends. When they're not, they're not. The Saudis were not our friends. What was the What was the secret group inside the CIA and uh, Jason Bourne Operation Tre- oh, Treadstone? Uh, Treadstone. Treadstone. Yeah. So he's kind of alluding to. Uh, a treadstone. A treadstone that's type a re- within the FBI. That's a better example than Men in Black. 
Yeah. Because Men in Black is just yeah. so hokey. But Treadstone, you could see happening. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example. Uh, may I just say, you should pray for pa- Patrick Byrne uh, and pray that justice is done. Uh, right now, I can tell you just what Patrick is saying is causing a firestorm with really, really bad people. <laughs> watch the movie with Treadstone. Watch, watch the Jason Bourne movies. Oh, yeah. It's those kind of people mm-hmm. uh, that are now that he's setting on fire. And I think it's why Patrick Byrne is getting out in front of the media as much as he can. You don't think Treadstone would have him, you know, all of a sudden drive over a bridge being drunk? Something happens to Patrick. Uh, I, I think we should all say, mm, I, I, I know mm-hmm. Patrick. I, mm-hmm. it doesn't, that seems out of character for him. Oh, a heart attack all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, pray for Patrick Byrne. You know, sometimes you walk into your office and you boot up your computer and you sit down only to discover that you've got 4,000 emails from yesterday. And when you left, your inbox was clean. I mean, you know, pretty clean. Well, it didn't have 4,000 in it. So you wipe the tears from your eyes. You sign a letter to your wife and children promising that you will be home someday when the email war ends. This wouldn't be so bad if you were not in constant back pain because you have a terrible office chair and 4,000 emails. The chair seemed to originally be designed to make water boring more unenjoyable. You don't have to put up with that. What you need is an X chair with its patented dynamic variable lumbar support. It will um, help you keep calm and email on. Remember, in three hours, you'll only have five hours left. And with the X chair, that's not so bad. X chair, get one now. We're sitting in the studio and they are really, really comfortable. X chair, $100 off right now. Go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Or you can call 844 4X chair. Xchairbeck.com. Go there now. Use the promo code X wheels and you're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com. Listening to Glenn Beck. I have to tell you, you know, people say that, you know, people are not taking the Amazon fire uh, seriously enough. And I have to tell you, uh, when your packages aren't coming to the door, you are going to be (laughs) really pissed. You need to pay attention to this. Uh, I mean, I get most of my television from Amazon. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I just ordered a, you know, a watch strap and some yeah. bed sheets just last night. They better be on time. That's it. That's not the Amazon they're talking about. They're talking about, you know, the, the jungle, the rainforest, the jungle. Yeah. There's yeah. The, the other Amazon huh. that nobody pays attention to anymore. Right. <laughs> so. Well, it's the lungs of the earth. You know that, right? I the do lungs know of that. the earth. 20% yes. of all oxygen for humans comes right out of the amazon right out of it it's manufactured right there right right there so it's god's uh, manufacturing plant yeah big 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 air business that's what's happening there god's in big air (laughs) um you know uh, first of all is this you know not good we don't i mean they say 30 percent of the world's 
animal species are in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they know that. I mean, they count them. They go to somebody. There's no, a, they, they're like, there's an accountant. Who goes is there? Yeah, there's an animal accountant. Right, right. And... They're like, you know, 30%. Of course, <laughs> there are thousands of species that we have not even seen before. Right. Well, then how do you know they're there? I've actually, you know, on those nature shows with David Attenborough, he oh, has said geez. there are millions of species we don't, we haven't even discovered on this planet. I believe... How do you know that if we haven't discovered them? <laughs> right. Uh, but I believe that, that there's it's really possible. small things. And yeah. there's yeah, yeah. probably animals, you know, in the Amazon that are hiding, you but know. we that... don't know that for sure. No. No. And since when is fire a bad thing? I mean, I know we all learned mm. from Frankenstein. Oh, fire. Bad. <laughs> I, know, I know we got it there. But since when is fire mm. not part of nature? You know what's not part of nature? Fire engines. That's that's <laughs> not part of nature. Fire engines. When it comes to um, when it comes to forests, it actually makes the forest stronger. Now you don't want the entire thing burning down, right. but do you know that the Amazon is a is bigger than all of Europe? It's kind of big. Yeah, it's it's really big. Right. So. You know, it's like Yellowstone. I went to Yellowstone right after the fire. When was that, Pat? In the 80s, early 90s, something Mm -hmm. like that? Um, And I went right after Yellowstone had almost burned to the ground. And it was not the time to go to Yellowstone. Wasn't so pretty. Uh, But look at Yellowstone now. Right. Beautiful. We have more trees than Earth has ever had that we know of. Yeah, the figure was uh, $3 There was there are more trees on earth than stars in the sky. I don't believe that. It's what they say. It's what they say. Three trillion. Who's they? The men in black? Yes. <laughs> Peter Struck. Peter Struck. We got Peter that Strzok information directly from Peter Struck wow. and James Comey. Wow. And I brought it right into you. As Listen, soon as I could. Peter, here's what I want you to say. There are more trees on earth than the stars in heaven. Hmm? Throw that one out. Your your economy collapses. <laughs> I hate the the Amazon, the little flying drones with the packages. Let it burn. Let it burn to the ground. Big guy in Washington running Washington Post and then his business burning down. This is good. We in Russia celebrate. Okay. All right. Back in just a second with Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, I am. Um, um, I talked to uh, Bridget Fetesy yesterday, and and we were talking about people like Tim Pool and stuff. I think there's there should just be a, a segment on the Blaze that should just be called. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> where they're just they're finding themselves like wait i but i've never i thought he was the bad guy i thought all of this was the bad guy now i find myself here and i don't even know how i got here it's because the left has gone just ape crazy just crazy do you see that bernie sanders 16 trillion dollar climate change bill yeah <laughs> yes 
But that's going to pay for itself in just a few years. So it's basically free. Really? It's basically free. It'll fit. It really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to create 20 million jobs, Glenn. Do you yeah, know what no, that's going to do for no, the economy? Won't. No, it 20 won't. 20 million do you know jobs. That, do you know that Sweden, how many jobs they created between 1950 and I think it's 2001? 70 million? Zero. Oh. <laughs> they had no job. <laughs> None? None. Wow. None. Wow. All right. Holy cow, is there a ton to talk to with Mr. Bill O'Reilly? I don't want to even delay. We begin in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, this is the best time in history to be alive. I know it sucks sometimes. I know we're like, uh, but I'm not crapping out in the woods. I don't have to go out to a little shed in the middle of the night. I don't have to use like burlap for toilet paper and then wash it. I mean, it's this is good. I'm in Texas and it is currently 64 degrees inside. Outside, it's the <laughs> surface of the sun. So there is really a lot of great stuff. This is the best time to be a human being on planet Earth. The pace of technological change uh, is is awesome. And terrifying as well. It can work to our advantage in a lot of ways, and it can work into our disadvantage. We have to keep up with the times. Such is the case with Simply Safe. The time that uh, it used to take for home monitoring uh, to take it to the next level, uh, I, I don't know. Home monitoring was the same from like the 1980s until Simply Safe. And then they just broke. You know, the next level and the third level and the fourth level and the fifth level. For example, Simply Safe's glass break sensors can tell the difference between a window breaking and a plate smashing. Test it for yourself. I mean, I don't I don't recommend. I mean, you know, maybe maybe you're like big Russian. Oh, good meal. Throw it in fireplace. I'm not sure it's the Russians that do that, but you get the idea. Anyway, great technology and it'll keep your home safe simply safe has a huge deal going on right now go to simplysafebeck.com get free hd security camera when you order that's a hundred dollar value your free hd security uh, camera now with simplysafebeck.com it means the difference between police arriving at your house in 45 minutes or seven minutes Find out more about it at simply, S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Ready for this really happy greeting that Bill always gives? Yes. What? (laughs) Bill O'Reilly, welcome to the program. Welcome. What do you want? Why are you (laughs) How are you, Bill? I'm I'm really sad. Seth Moulton dropped out of the Democratic uh, sweepstakes. We lost we lost him before we even knew who he was. The congressman from Massachusetts dropped out. I mean, mm. Who's next? Stu? <laughs> I, I mean, don't tell me he's going to drop out because I'm going to be very upset. So, Bill, let me yeah. uh, let me ask you a question uh, just on this, and then we got some real meat to hit. But Bernie Sanders just said, uh, "One thing I have to win is New Hampshire." Mm-hmm. You think? I mean, first of all, that's like 
That's like, uh, you know, Ted Cruz saying, I've got to win Oklahoma and Texas. Do I think Bernie Sanders is going to win in January in New Hampshire? No. No. I don't. Uh, He won last time, as you know. But uh, you mentioned uh, in your unbelievably long run-up to this segment um, that he, Sanders, has proposed a $16 trillion Mm -hmm. uh, new green deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I read it, and I went over it methodically on BillOReilly.com last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Um, this now transfers Bernie Sanders, the senator from Vermont, from a socialist to a communist. If you read it, and no one will, but I did, he's basically saying that if he's elected president, he's going to nationalize mm-hmm. the American economy mm-hmm. so that he will put Oil out of business, uh, shale out of business, fracking out of business, coal out of business. He's going to put them out of business, all right? And then he's going to establish the federal government, the new energy industries. This is communism. That's what communist nations do, not socialist nations. Okay. Well, but it's, so it's now all... he he's he's joined Bill De Blasio as a, a comrade. <laughs> Listen, Boris, Boris, don't talk like that. Listen, it, it's it, you can call it socialism. We all know that it's not democratic socialism, of course. Um, we, uh, but this is what Venezuela did. That's exactly. Yeah, they, they had nas- when you start to nationalize private business. And when the federal government says, no, you can't do this business, and we'll set up another business, we'll, not you, we'll, under our regulatory capacity, um, that's communism. So, so, so that's Bill, where Bernie is. Right. Well, we, we know that. <laughs> we know no, that. But it's never been this blatant. Well, and did you hear a word about it on any of the newscasts? No. Not a word okay so here's what's really interesting the same thing with the new green deal the new green deal in it and i know you read that one as well and i did the 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 new green deal specifically says that it is going to change the economy free market economy is a thing of the past just in the new green deal now it doesn't spell it out like it does in uh with bernie Bernie. sanders but it is the same thing these are communists well, when you say that, people go, oh, ho, ho, you know, you're it's hyperbola, you're overstating. No. We're not. <laughs> I no. Mean, it, it, this is, if you really understand the mentality of uh, the far-left media, which drives all this stuff, because if the far-left media didn't approve of it, they would scorn it, and it wouldn't happen. So Bernie Sanders, if he thought he was going to get a backlash from the Democratic Party or even just liberals, not far left, just liberals. He wouldn't do this, but he knows he's got a free pass in America right now because they're so crazed about Donald Trump that anything, anybody, anything, all right, will take anything in place of Trump. So that's where we are. All right. So, Bill, is do you think this is why um, the younger voters uh, are very upset with the Democratic Party because they won't have one debate on climate change. Uh, and yet this is the center. They say it's our World War II. They say it's you know the most important thing known to man, but they won't have a debate. Is it because they don't believe in it or it will expose them as the communist that they are? Okay. Um, I come at this a little bit differently, Beck. I've been on a number of college campuses the last three weeks because my son 
uh, is a junior in high school, and we're looking around. Okay, so wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. We're coming back to that because I know what it was like when I walked around Columbia University with my daughter. Uh, it wasn't exactly pleasant. I can't imagine well, Bill O'Reilly. a whole different ball game, but my my observations from being on a number of college campuses is that most college students that I have encountered could not care less about voting or what's happening. They don't pay attention. They hate Trump. Okay. Because you have to, you know, it's almost like being in Hollywood. You want to get invited to the parties and that's, and Washington DC is the same way. If you want to get those invitations, all right, to show up at the party Friday and Saturday night with all your other fellow industry people in Hollywood, with all your politicos in Washington, you have to tow a line publicly mm-hmm. or you don't get invited. Mm-hmm. Same thing on college campuses. If you want to be with the cool kids in the sororities or fraternities, you have to tow a line. But do they know anything? I had one. 30-year-old asked me uh, the other day, and it was a social setting that I was just cruising through fast, um, what PC was. I swear to God, what's PC? Because I had mentioned something um, that I had written a book back uh, in the Stone Age called Old School Life in the Same Lane. Oh, what was that? I said, it's, it's a mocking of PC culture. What's PC? Okay, so my point is that all of this younger voter thing, number one, they're not going to turn out and predict a 2020 election. And number two, this is, again, driven by the media. Here's what the millennials think. Here's what Generation X think. They couldn't care less. They're pursuing um, whatever they want to do on a day-to-day basis. And so I'm not worried about that at all. What I am concerned about is that the American people cannot, and I mean that literally get the truth about what's happening in this country anymore. No matter if you're 18 or 88, you cannot get the truth. It is just horrifying. So with that, I want to transition to Patrick Byrne and I I want to take um, uh, one minute and then come back. Patrick Byrne is, he's a friend of mine. Uh, He spoke to Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett said, you have to tell this story. Look, you're not a politician. You are a citizen, and you did this as a citizen. You were asked to do it, and you have to expose it. That comes from Warren Buffett, uh, and he's been made to look like he's crazy, and his story makes an awful lot of sense to me. I believe him. Uh, I want to get Bill O'Reilly's um, uh, look at this and, and what it means for the IG report on the FBI that's coming out in a couple of weeks and so much more. Bill O'Reilly, the author of the uh, new book, uh, I don't know, Killing Trump. United or, States of Trump. Trump. Yeah. No, it's good. I'm a little farther uh, this week. I, you know, I haven't finished it, but I'm, I'm halfway through the contents. And I have to tell you, the, con- the table of contents is one of the <laughs> best table of contents I've ever read, Bill. <laughs> you can get uh, Bill O'Reilly's book now at Amazon. It comes out in just about, uh, what, 40 days or so. It is the best book Bill O'Reilly has ever written. Uh, it is going to be a number one bestseller for a very long time. Uh, it is the United States of Trump. It comes out to the 24th. Order your copy now. Back with Bill O'Reilly here in just a second. Okay, I, I know I've said this over and over again, but it's worth repeating. The Second Amendment is 
is not about sporting. It's not about what, you know, you're um, uh, going to do when you go hunting or I'm going to go shooting. And it is not about what you are allowed to do. Make sure you understand that. It is not about what you as a citizen are allowed to do. It is what the government is not allowed to do. And in this case, what they're not allowed to do is interfere with your ability to keep and bear bear arms, period. Let's stop talking about this in the way where we are limiting the citizen. That is the opposite of the Bill of Rights. It is to limit the government. The USCCA believes strongly in this, and they are firmly committed to educating people who will listen anything and everything having to do with your Second Amendment rights. Okay, we've we've got to educate ourselves. We have to be able to fight the fight, and we have to stand up for the Second Amendment because it is on the ropes. Right now, they're giving away free guns every single day because they can, but they're giving them to responsible citizens like you. You never know from one day to the next what gun legislation is going to look like down the road. How'd you like a free AR? It could be a new Glock, could be a Kimber, could be a new AR. There's no catch, 100% free, 100% secure, and confirmation text will be sent. But hurry, the giveaway ends August 30th. Today's gun disappears at midnight tonight because they're giving a gun away every single day. Text Glenn, text the word Glenn to the number 87222, text the word Glenn and uh, win your gun today. Standard message and data rates do apply. We pause for 10 seconds, then back to Bill O'Reilly. One night only, Glenn Beck Christmas Stories. It's happening in Salt Lake City, December 7th, a night which will live in infamy. You don't want to miss it. I haven't done this in about 10 years. Um, and uh, it's just it's the, the most fun we have, the hardest laughs. And I, I just want to tell you in advance, every story you will hear is absolutely true. No matter how crazy it might sound, it's my family. So uh, Christmas Stories with Glenn Beck, a lot of laughs. Get your tickets now. You can find them at glennbeck.com or wherever tickets are sold. December 7th, Salt Lake City, Christmas Stories with Glenn Beck. All right, Bill. Let's, I'm let's here. Get, let's get your read on Patrick Byrne and, and what he's saying. All right. Set me up because I'm not that familiar with Patrick. Go ahead. Okay. Patrick is the guy from uh, Overstock.com, and okay. he's a libertarian. Uh, he has a national security clearance don't ask me how. <clears throat> and he came out about four or five weeks ago and uh, he said, listen, I just <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the media here that's not true about all these investigations with the FBI. And I know because I found myself kind of in a Hitchcockian way in the middle of this. And it took me until last summer when I started seeing things come out to realize, oh, my gosh, I was in the center and he came out and he said he was dating that Russian that everybody is saying is a spy. She wasn't. Uh, the courts proved that. She just didn't register as a foreign agent. Um, and uh, he had called the FBI 
three times. He had met her at a conference, and she's like, listen, I'm Natasha. Why don't you meet Boris? And he's like, okay. So because he has a national security clearance, he called the FBI, said, hey, uh, she wants me to meet some friends of hers. I think she might be an agent. Is she an agent? Should I meet with her or not? And they were like, oh, no, no, no. We know all about her. We know she is. She's not an agent. Okay, so he goes with her, and she starts to get romantic, uh, and, you know, time goes on, and then she's like, listen, I really I really would like you to meet Boris over in Russia, and gives names of people. So he calls back, calls the FBI, and says, hey, I just want to give you some names. She wants me to meet these people. Are these people okay? Have you checked her out? Are you sure? Yes, yes, Patrick. All those people are fine. She's been checked out. We got it. Okay, third time. Now, there's like a year. Third time he calls because she says, Oh, so Patrick, while we're laying in bed smoking cigarette, I want you to know I was uh, uh, having an appointment next weekend with Hillary Clinton's people and also uh, Marco Rubio, uh, and maybe you come. And, she, and he's like, Okay, okay that's great. Uh, sure. He calls the FBI. I don't know if it's from the bathroom or what. And he's like, look, she's meeting with all of these people who are going to run for president. Do you want the name of the hotel or the time or anything like that? They say no. no and, and they're no, like, no. Patrick, it's not. She's cleared. Mm-hmm. Then Trump wins. And that's when they ask him to go back and rekindle a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he testifies or he testifies to them that she's not an agent, yada, yada. Last summer, he's watching and he realizes he recognizes the name Peter Strzok. He's like, that's who is giving me these orders. And he's Got saying it. this is a deep state conspiracy uh, with Peter Strzok. And he also said James Colmey is involved. Well, you know, I'm a big due process guy. I mean, I'm from an outsider's point of view. And by the way, that story is so funny that you could use it in your Christmas show in Salt Lake City. <laughs> well, I'm sure it overlapped Christmas somewhere. Yeah, well, someplace. Um, Look, yeah. we got the Christmas tree. It's a red right. Christmas tree, but we like it. Right, Boris? Deck the halls. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm a due process guy, and I, I when I commentate on anything, I don't convict and I don't um, exonerate. I say, okay, let's see the evidence. And if this guy's story is true, and it sounds like, why would he make this up? Because he has nothing to gain from it. Yes, um, lots to lose. Right, and you know he's got the details. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense that somebody fabricate that. So then you you get into the zone of, and this is really fascinating. Does the Trump administration, including the president, really want to destroy the FBI? See, that's the question that's holding everything up here. So the chain goes Trump, Barr, Michael Horowitz, the inspector general of the Justice Department, right. who's got this report already written. It's all, all set to go. Now uh, it's supposed to be out the first or second week in September, but that was supposed to be out at last March. Sure. Okay. Okay. So that's the chain. Trump already knows what's in the report. So does Barr. And the report is going to be what they call in the press damning to the FBI. How bad it is? I don't know. I mean, I can't possibly speculate well, on that. Patrick says that uh, Bill Barr is a uh, is a giant ship that is about to take this deep state submarine in the FBI and blow it out of the water. He All says right. that. Well, let's hope justice is done. Yes, but 
in the process of doing all that, and remember, not only is Horowitz on the case, but Durham, the U.S. attorney from Connecticut, was appointed by Barr to specifically look at the FBI, and then Lindsey Graham, who I probably have more confidence in than any of the uh, swamp creatures in the Justice Department, his committee in the uh, Senate is looking at everything as well. I think Lindsey Graham is, you know, a wild enough guy to just go out and just say anything. Um, so the American people Lindsey probably Graham get a is pretty not good idea. Lindsey Graham is not exactly, you know, a gladiator against corruption no, he, and cronyism. He, believe me, he is going to blow this thing sky high. He's a, I saw him a couple of weeks ago at the Trump fundraiser that I was covering out here on Long Island. Lindsey Graham introduced Trump. I mean, they're joined at the hip. So if when was if, that a good thing? Uh, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying that Lindsey Graham isn't going to cover anything up. But there is a strain in Washington that says, look, do you really want to dismantle the Federal Bureau of Investigation? Because that's what this is going to do. Comey struck McCabe or all of these players that looks like violated the law. All right. They're going to fight back. They're going to produce all kinds of stuff in their defense. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's going to be a giant mess. Uh, of proportions that we haven't seen since Watergate. And this is the FBI. These are the people that protect us from terrorism. And you're going to rip this agency apart. That's what's backing everything up. So everybody knows that's happening. You indict Comey, McCabe, they're going to turn on each other and everybody else and say, look what happened here, look what happened there, look what this one did, look what that one did, look what this senator said, look what this congressman did. Because they know it all. That's what protected J. Edgar Hoover for 50 years. I know, and uh, but I, I feel like it's a good thing to rip this Band-Aid off. Uh, and if we are, we're not at this point, but if we can be logical enough to say it's not all of them, uh, and we want to clean all of this up, it will be a good thing in the long run. You're listening to Glenn Beck. More with Bill O'Reilly in a second. Um, you know that the fear of heights, your ability to match musical pitch, and the type of wax that's in your ears has one thing in common? They're all determined by your genetics. Many of your physical traits are imprinted on your unique gen genetic code. And uh, with a product like 23andMe, you can explore what makes you, you. You can also learn about your genetic heritage, where you came from in the world. And most importantly, you can learn about the important information about your health, such as whether or not you have a likelihood for a blood, blood sugar regulation disorder. It's 23andMe. Now, they don't diagnose any disease or, you know, describe overall likelihood of developing any disease. They just tell you about the selectic, uh, uh, select genetic variants. Visit 23andMe.com slash Beck. Get the important test information. Order your health and ancestry kit at 23andMe.com slash Beck, and you can meet your genes in 125 personalized genetic reports. Get to know who you are, where you came from, and where you're headed. 23andMe.com slash Beck. 23andMe.com slash Beck. Come share some Christmas joy with Glenn in Salt Lake City, among the shadow of the everlasting hills. December 7th, just go to glennbeck.com for all the details.
Uh, we're uh, with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com, where you can listen to his uh, commentary and his no-spin news uh, every night at BillOReilly.com. Also, his new book comes out at the end of September. It is his best, the United States, ac- um, according to Trump. Uh, Bill, let me uh, let me go to uh, Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw blasted by um, the Young Turks, which is, you know, <laughs> amazing. Uh, this guy is, you know, I mean, you know, when you're when you're in a tank top in your mom's basement, I don't <laughs> I really don't care. It's a good look. Yeah. You didn't like that look? look? No, I mean, I, no. Uh-uh. Huh. So, All right. you know, he's on the Young Turks and uh, and he blasts Crenshaw and he's just foul and everything else. Yeah. And uh, it shows where our culture has gone. What are your thoughts on on all of this? Well, I mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that the the overriding issue and story in America today is that we can't get the truth. I mean, just it's so much fog and noise, and and I, I am getting to the point where. You know, you asked me about Patrick. I didn't really know that much about it because I didn't watch. I don't watch the cable news anymore. I don't learn anything from it. I yeah, should have picked I don't it either. up. No, I don't. I don't either. I should have picked it up because yeah. I usually do a review in the morning, and I did mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah. But I was concentrating on the on the Trump fatigue factor, which I think is going to emerge as a major story soon. Let's talk about that. Um, but not now. But, but you know, look, Young Turks. Okay, so this is remember SCTV Mellonville? Yes. Remember that? <laughs> yes. One of the most hysterical satires in the history of of America, and a bunch of Canadians put it on Flaherty and all mm-hmm. those madmen mm-hmm. up there. That's what this is. This is Mellonville. Well, actually, okay? I mean, if you look at Young Turks, I mean, it had a twenty million dollar capital infusement from I think. Katzenberg was involved in that, but we should look. Yeah. Uh, and Soros, I'm sure, is, is putting money in there. And hang on just a second. And it is one of the co-founders that started, what is that? Uh, Demo- Justice Democrats. Yeah, Justice Democrats, which is mm-hmm. responsible for the AOC mob. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that doesn't do damage. It does. And all of these things do damage. Center for American Progress is the real, real, now vile, vile. Um, this, these are the people who tried to get Ross's name at the University of Michigan off the buildings mm-hmm. after he gave the college $400 million. And this is a Soros agency. So, yes, these people are out there. They're, it's subterfuge. You don't know who's financing them. For CNN to give them a platform or the Young Turks or wherever they appear – Whoever's giving them platforms is grossly irresponsible. I mean, I did this for more than 20 years on Fox News. I never put on anyone that was irresponsible. We vetted everybody, okay? And, and yeah, I could have put loons on and then just yelled and mocked them like Morton Downey Jr. did. It's easy. But what we have now is we have the Tower of, De- of Babel, and we have just a, a throw anybody on. They're going to say anything. So if you lose your eye in Iraq, then they're going to mock that. That's what this guy did, all right, on Crenshaw. And, and Americans, they just walk around where you would have been stoned to death 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have done that. Now you can do anything. There are no standards of behavior. So I think, uh, that, I think that the average person is just so sick of it, it just goes by their radar. Um, but the media uh, talks about it, and Google and YouTube just dismiss it. 
I mean, what, they're, what they're fine. They're fine is, with making money off of these guys. What but. is incomprehensible is there isn't any growth in the cable news and hasn't been for three, four years. Mm-hmm. Without Donald Trump, that props it up. OK, so take Trump out of the mix. You have nothing. I mean, CNN doesn't have one program doing more than a million viewers for 24 hours cycle. So you take him out of the mix. Then who are they going to hate then? All right. And then they're going to have 500,000, 400,000. And so these corporations have got to, new, got to know they don't have any growth at all anywhere. Not, nothing. But yet they do the same thing every single day because they don't know what else to do. All right. And they're so untalented, so uncreative. They have to do the same thing, say the same thing, same people. It's unbelievable. And again, Trump drives 90 percent of cable news coverage, 75% of network news coverage is Trump. And when Trump leaves, whether it's 2020 or four more years, he's going to start Trump TV. He's already lining up investors to do that. Okay. Boy, if I were Fox News, where 95% of the viewers support Donald Trump, 95%, and you have Trump TV? (laughs) Oh, boy. So anyway, um, it, it is it is a madhouse. And I, I use that word literally. And if people are on there, they're going to hear and see so much irresponsible, deceitful stuff that I, my advice is just walk away, walk away, get out of it. And that doesn't mean they're all bad. They're not all bad. There are some good people, um, but they're getting fewer and fewer. Tell me about Trump fatigue. Uh, this is a real danger. Um, if you are an American who doesn't want the Democratic Party to re- obtain power, then, you know, you've got to vote for Donald Trump, whether you like him or not. OK, that's where you start. So if, you, if you're smart enough to know that the Democratic Party at this point is a party that is that is as far left as we've ever seen. In Communists. The they are right? literally but, 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 backing but communist that. ideas. More than that, economically, no due process. Yes. None. Mm-hmm. All right? You are not entitled to be innocent until proven guilty. You are guilty of whatever they want to accuse you of. No due process. Political correctness at the University of Michigan State University, the incoming kids are being told you cannot say no problem on this campus because if you say no problem that indicates the person you're talking to may be a problem so you're not allowed to say no problem this is where this shut up it is absolutely true all right so 1500 uh incoming freshmen are being told they can't say no problem and then of course they go well no problem i won't say it (laughs) that's that is crazy. I mean, okay, who has so much time? I can give you a hundred more that when you fill out your registration form to college, you don't have to say whether you're a man or a woman. You can be a dinosaur. You can be a turtle. My okay? my daughter went in, to say. in Texas. My daughter, she's uh, 13. She just went for a uh, physical she needed it for play school sports, so she goes for her physical, and she has to fill out this form for the doctor, and it said, you know, all the different genders or other, and when she came home and I said, you didn't mark that you were a big, beautiful butterfly? She said no, and I said, next, next time you get the opportunity, you mark it big, beautiful butterfly, and you insist that everyone calls you that. Well, 
they don't even know the universities how many men or women they have. I know. They I don't know. know. They have no right? idea. So what's the gender breakdown? Oh, well, we got the, you know. So getting back to why I'm ranting about this, if you think that Trump is not what you want in a president, what is your alternative? This? This? Totalitarianism? Um, so Trump should understand that he can win by default, but every blanking day, it's Denmark or it's uh, Anthony Scaramucci. Yep. Anthony yep. Scaramucci? Come on. Why? You, you have now elevated this guy into you know someone who probably will sign with CNN, which is what he wanted to begin with. Right. So you not see what this is? But if you read the United States of Trump, as Beck has done, he won't admit it, but he's done it. I have the table of contents. Incredible. I explain exactly <laughs> why Donald Trump is compelled to do this every day. All right? He has to do it. It's almost like crack. All right? Because he gets bored. And then he's got to, I'm so bored now. Let's attack Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, come on. Um, a lot of Americans are going to go, enough, enough. I just need a day off from Denmark. Give me a day off. And, and Trump has got to know that Trump fatigue is going to hurt him unless he wises up. Who's around him that's going to tell him that? Nobody. There's nobody around him. And even when I speak to him, and I absolutely tell him this stuff, all right, he, he registers it, and then 15 minutes later, he, it's gone. It's <laughs> gone. So, um, look, he's an imperfect man, an imperfect leader, an imperfect president. There's no question. But when you go to the polls, all right, I mean, the other side it's just it's, staggering. It's not, yeah, it's not crazy. It's dangerous. It is really, it's truly dangerous. Absolutely. You know, the, the New York or the uh, Washington Post said, the, the, they said that I was the biggest flip-flopper on uh, Trump. I was the third biggest flip-flopper on Trump. Um, and, uh, and I said, you know, on the radio the next day, I, I, I haven't flip-flopped. I've corrected where I made a mistake. And I still will tell you that it's it's dangerous and, and he has some things that I don't like and I really don't like and things that I'm concerned about. But I will tell you this. It's not pro-Trump to say if these guys get in, it's it is a different world entirely. And any if, traditional American like you and me, any traditional American would watch their country vaporize. If these people got in and the other thing I say about Trump and I don't look at my analysis in the United States of Trump is not based on politics at all at all. There's no liberal or conservative stuff in there. None, None. is that the, he governs and you'd never know it by his demeanor, but he is governing in a traditional way. All right. He's his presidency isn't out of the box. I mean, what he's trying to do with the economy and foreign policy is what other presidents have tried to do in different ways. It's not like he's breaking any Oval Office rules. He isn't. He governs the same way. He, and two uh, other presidents um, were as transactional because he, Trump, and I don't want to get too boring on this. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this more depth when a book comes out September 24th. 
But Trump is a transactional guy, which means mm-hmm. everything he does, everything, including his romantic life or whatever, is a transaction. OK, and there were two other modern day presidents exactly like that. Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Dwight Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. They were they were transactional men. They had no emotion. Neither of those guys had any emotion whatsoever. FDR or Eisenhower. OK, it was like, OK, this is what I want or this is what I think is best for the country. and We're going to get it and we're going to do it and we're going to do it no matter what. And that's what Trump does. He said, we're getting screwed by Western Europe and our trade, so I'm going to say that, and I don't care if I tee him off. So he's, he's not doing anything that hasn't been done in the past. And you wouldn't know that because the press is painting him as this hysterical guy running around breaking all the furniture in the White House. It's in, not what's happening. In fact, I would go further. In, in some ways, he's more traditional than we've had in in a very very long time the pre- the role of the president is not to propose new stuff it is to to take what congress did and then sign it or disapprove uh and that's what he did on health care he was like congress you want to change it change it bring it to my desk yeah that's much more the traditional. same way pardon immigration me immigration is the same way right. he wants a deal he right. wants new immigration law right but, but he's at the same time he's telling his people because this is a big issue for him and his voters um i'm going to enforce federal law yeah i'm going to enforce it all, okay. right. And, all right bill o'reilly thank you so much i appreciate okay, it guys all right always fun thank you good talk to you next week bill o'reilly from BillOReilly.com. i have is he hung up he's off I have read his book. It is really, really good. <laughs> Do not tell him any of that. Uh, but it is, I mean, it's its really good. So you're more than halfway through the co- table of contents. <laughs> yeah, you don't, are. Do wow. not wow. tell him that. Okay. <laughs> now, here's our uh, sponsor. It's LifeLock. Uh, with the advent of uh, deep fakes, it isn't going to be long before someone will be able to manipulate a video of themselves to look and sound just like anybody they want. In this ever-broadening field on which cyber criminals can play their nefarious games, it is vital for you to hold on to all of the pieces of your identity that you possibly can. The good news is that's why there's LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, keeps you informed, and if somebody out there is trying to get a hold or sell any of your information online, they're there. You may not be able to stop somebody from creating a deep fake of you and and turn you into Tom Cruise. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, but you uh, but you can and certainly should use LifeLock to help you protect absolutely everything else. No one, If anybody wants to turn me into Tom Cruise, please do it. Um, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, the uh, the seats are going to be gone very soon uh, in our uh, for our Christmas uh, special. We're really excited to spend the evening with Christmas stories uh, in Salt Lake City. Only one show, one night only. It's December seventh. All of these stories are true, and it is important for you to know that when you go in. <laughs> God is my witness. <laughs> Stu is my witness. Pat is my witness. Pat, yes. mm-hmm. true. Yes, true. Smoke cookies, true. Cutting of the couch, true. Um, uh, f- f- my grandfather story, 
Not true. I mean, it's, it's yeah. these are, when you hear these stories, if you think your family is crazy. Oh, you'll know better when you come out of <laughs> When you come out of that show, <laughs> no, I, I mean we're, yeah, we're traditional people. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I will tell you, Pat. I don't think believe me about any of these stories uh, when we first started working together about thirty years ago or so, and then uh-huh. he met my family, uh huh, and they were <laughs> telling the same stories and. Mm-hmm. They were telling it like they were proud of themselves. Yes. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yes, they were. That's a dysfunctional family. What, really? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So come and laugh at my family <laughs> for Christmas so you'll feel better about yours. You can get all the ticket information and the tickets at glenbeck.com. One show this Christmas, and uh, you don't want to miss it. In Salt Lake City at uh, Kingsbury Hall, December 7th, glenbeck.com. You're listening to Glenn now here's glenn with the rest of the show why thank you hillary have a good weekend you too all right oh we should probably move on (laughs) yeah probably uh yeah uh so what do you have planned for the weekend pat me uh well we're uh, we're going to have uh, my oldest daughter and her husband over for a uh, wild viewing of uh, Tolkien. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't son, get any, no, my son and any I watched, crazier than that. My son and I watched it. It's good. Is it good? It's good. It, it, we it really good. liked it. Yeah. I've been, yeah. been yeah. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Wow. How do you... I know. You're going to get some... You're going to get right. a nap in before Monday, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to try. I mean, I am that going is, to try because you know, it's going nice, to be a wild the one. The nice thing about it, though, is it's not uh, 14 hours long. Tolkien? Which, which yeah. almost everything he ever did... I know. That's you for know, sure. His little, his little biography... Not does not last fourteen hours, which is nice. That is nice. You know, it's, yeah. it, but it's not you'll, like a Ken Burns documentary. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll like it if you haven't seen it. What was that on uh, Netflix or Amazon? Something like that. It's Tolkien. It's uh, his story, uh, and it's it's really good. All right, back in just a second with actual news of the day. Well, San Francisco, the uh, the uh, the board of the city of San Francisco, they're fixing it. They're fix that that town is. They're turning this thing around. I'm telling you, they have uh, just put out some new speech guidelines uh, in San Francisco. They've changed the name of convicted felons. They think that's a little too harsh. A little too harsh. You don't want to hurt the feelings of rapists and murderers you, you don't want you don't to. no you don't so uh they're gonna make it much much better i'm gonna tell you their plan in 60 seconds this is the glenbeck program somewhere within the sound of my voice there is a man and i'm thinking about a specific man that i know who is waking up to the sound of a rooster crowing or one of the cows mooing he stretches his bones in bed. I don't know how he gets up every morning. He might be smelling the bacon that his wife is, is cooking up. They've been married forever. He puts on his Tacovas boots, his work boots. He's going out to the farm. 
He's got a lot to do. It's hard and an old, tired world out there. And a man with less grit, a man who who didn't fly helicopters for our military, might, might not be able to find the strength or the courage to face it every day. But this man does. He gets up at the crack of dawn and he goes to bed beat tired. And in between... He's working with the cattle, he's working with his family, and he has raised an amazing family. Life has knocked the wind out of this guy several times, especially, you know, the last few years have been hard, but he always comes back ready to lend a beating heart and an able body to the work at hand. Out beyond that front door lies his frontier, and it's an amazing frontier that he has to rope and wrestle to the ground every day. Hard work and perseverance has lengthened the character of this man over time. And nowhere is that more obvious than the quality and the comfort of the boots on his feet. Tacovis boots. They take 200 steps to, to make, to manufacture. They're built by the best leather workers using the most exotic leathers. You're going to find your pair at tacovascom slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. It's Tacovis Western Boots for your frontier. What did the Fed chief, Jay Powell, just say? He just came out with a statement. Uh, the stock market is down 300 points. Uh, he has told aides that he thinks he convinced Americans the economy is vibrant and unrattled through public messaging campaign, apparently. That's what uh, he said. And then Trump uh, has suggested that uh, the Fed chief might be a bigger enemy to the U.S. than the president of communist China. <laughs> And by the way, that's the first time <laughs> communist China has ever been printed in a Chiron or the thing at the bottom of the screen on CNN. That's the very first time they've ever called communist China. Yeah. Uh, so the Dow is down 327 points. And, and you know what? I have to tell you something. Uh, well, I don't think that rhetoric is, is helpful or necessary at all. Uh, are you, do you have faith that there aren't people very high up in uh, you know global economies that wouldn't love to see this thing derail before the election oh no i'm sure there are yeah i know there are yeah some of them have spoken out about it right not necessarily in positions of power but they talked to all those people yeah bill maher is one yeah i mean there's i mean look people are people it uh, doesn't matter what the you know what position they're in, and there's a lot of people. I mean, read about the Fabian socialists in World War One. When the world needs to be redesigned, there are a lot of people that that want to shape it closer to their heart's desire, and they figure, you know what? If we just push it this way and this way, we'll be able to round off all of these corners, and we're going to be the ones in charge. And that's not a conspiracy. That's just true. That's just the way things work. Mm-hmm. I mean, Game of Thrones or any of those shows, I mean, that's not that's not fiction. I mean, yes, it, that particular storyline is fiction, but that's the way the world really is, you know, especially in brutal, brutal times. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I will tell you that I'm doing everything I can in my home to make sure that we are on financial, uh, strong financial footing, that we are, we've taken care of, 
you know, as many of the bills that we have to take care of, that we're not getting ourselves into debt, that we're doing everything we possibly can. Looking at the, I mean, the stock market is at 25. Somebody just wrote Dow 30,000. And <laughs> the reason why that made me so nervous is because, wow, I think it was the claim that the Dow would be 10,000, either 10 or 20,000 uh, right before the crash. And they were all like, it's, it's sky's the limit. And I remember being on CNN and saying, that, that's that. Okay, that, see, hear that guy? Don't do that because it's, it's about to collapse. I don't know if and when this will all come undone. I do, not if, when it will all come down. Um, but it will come undone. It is natural. It is natural. It is cyclical. And we have juiced this thing like crazy. We also are playing in a world that is completely unstable. I mean, Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank is unstable at best. Look at how much debt there is. Look at, look at the game that the EU is playing right now. And if you really want to read up on the Fabian Socialist, read up on Fabian Socialists in World War I and see what they were saying on the build-up to World War I. They wanted it because they wanted to reshape all of the countries in Europe. They wanted to get rid of all of the kings and queens and everything else. Which they did. Which they did in World War I. Okay? They restructured the entire uh, European continent. And the Middle East as right. well. At a very, very, very high cost. Uh, it cost us World War I and World War II. This is what's happening now. This is exactly what's happening now. Look at Brexit. Who in your right mind, when you have now Boris Johnson, who I don't think he's bluffing, I think he's going to leave the EU. Is there any doubt in your mind? When the people are asking for it, mm. the, 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 the England is just turned inside out, and then you get a prime minister who's like, yep, yep. Uh, we're leaving. The date is October 31st. We're gone. Mm-hmm. And I would strongly suggest that maybe you join us and try to come up with a nice exit because we're just going to leave. Why aren't they negotiating? Why isn't no one having any kind of talk on making it easy? And I believe it's for two reasons. One, if the EU loses England, you're going to have France and Belgium. Sweden and mm-hmm. <laughs> Spain, I think. Hang on just a second. Which one did you just say? Belgium. Belgium? Yeah. Brussels is in Belgium. Yes. Brussels is the capital. Yeah. Brussels is about mm, the size of my backyard. <laughs> and it is, it's the capital of the EU. Yeah. So the entire world is going to Brussels because of the EU. So just put this in perspective. You're a Brusselette. And you haven't had people come into your country for anything, you know, at all that was important since, I don't know, the big waffle craze of 1501 mm-hmm. uh, and maybe mm-hmm. some chocolate times when chocolate was like, whoa, we can get that in Brussels. Don't forget the Brussels sprouts run yeah. of 1842. Yeah. So Remember other that? than that, there's no reason. <laughs> I've been to Brussels. There's no reason to go to Brussels. Okay. <laughs> they're saying yeah we gotta break up this eu we want out they're the capital of it they're the capital of it uh so 
I don't think that's a really strong thing. So one of the things that they they're, they're thinking in the EU is we can't let the UK out because if they go out, everybody they're like, well, mm-hmm. they're going, we're going. The other is let's make it really, really painful for the uh, UK to leave. Because if the United Kingdom leaves and it's really, really painful. It's a warning to everybody else. It'll be a warning to everybody else. Mm-hmm. So when you have that going on in October, our president needs to be paying attention to the economy here. And you need to as well. You need to pay attention to these things uh, because it, it, it doesn't have to be Donald Trump. The, the, the press will blame it on Donald Trump. And the press will blame it on, you know, his tariffs, which have not been helpful, but they'll blame it on his tariffs or whatever. They want this. They need this for him to lose the election, because if the economy is fine, who's going to listen to somebody who says, yeah, I'm going to spend sixteen thousand dollars in global warming and uh, trillion. Yeah, sorry. Sixteen thousand. That wouldn't be that bad. Yeah, sixteen trillion dollars on uh, global warming, (laughs) and uh, we're going to change. We're going to get rid of capitalism and the free market. We're going to take over the energy. We're going to be Venezuela. That is what they are saying. You're not hearing that in the press, but just read their proposals. Read Bernie Sanders' new proposal. We will be Venezuela. Now, who wants to vote for that here in America? Who wants to vote for that? You won't even look at it because the press won't show it to you. The press will talk down the economy. The economy could have real reason for falling apart. Uh, and then what? Then what? People who are scared look to somebody who say, I, I've got a plan for everything. And I'm going to take care of you because I have a plan for everything. Didn't even get to the San Francisco convicted felons. We'll get to that here in uh, just a second. I also have a new medical invention, uh, Pat, that I think is is pretty amazing. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll, uh, mm-hmm. I'll, sh- I'll share those coming up in mm-hmm. uh, in just a second. Um, wouldn't it be great if everyone you did business with throughout your day could consistently be counted on to be the up and up? Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, if you didn't ever have to worry about any of the people who you had dealings with, if you didn't have to worry, are they going to be honest to say nothing about being competent in the first place? Uh, the world would be different and you would be able to get a lot of things done. That's the philosophy behind uh, real estate agents. I trust.com. The name pretty much says it all. We, we all have dealt with real estate agents in the past before. And, uh, and at least for me, it's been a mixed bag, mixed bag. So what are the best practices of the best real estate agents around? We found them. I started working with the 500 best real estate agents in the country uh, about 10 years ago. uh, And they're named by the Wall Street Journal every year and started talking to them, starting to get to know them and ask them. So how what makes you different? And there is a formula. We put that formula together as a as a litmus test. Uh, let me look at the best real estate agents. You say they're the best, great. Tell me about this, 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 and this. And those are the people that we have working for you at realestateagentsitrust.com. So if you're looking for somebody that is going to sell your home fast and for the most amount of money, we're going to help you find a new home in a new area. 
realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now, realestateagentsitrust.com. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. All right, so uh, the city has a new person-first language guideline. City of San Francisco, person-first language. I mean, could could we get more Orwellian than we are? I mean, we're now being told by a, a government what words you can use. Yeah. Is this the one that also incl- includes the uh, pronoun thing, that they're eliminating pronouns? I, th- I think this is part of that same plan. They're doing the pronoun thing, too, so they don't offend anybody. You don't say him or her. You use they and them. Well, these are, these are to uh, stop social stigmas. Okay. Um, that uh, of people that are, you know, released offenders or, oh, you know, felons. former con- convicts or felons. So people formerly known right. as so you can't felons. Right. You can't do felon, convict, addict, offender, or juvenile delinquent anymore. Huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, juvenile delinquent is now known as a young person with justice system involvement. <laughs> A young person <laughs> impacted by the juvenile justice system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. An addict is a person with a history of substance abuse. Oh, wow. I mean, that. I'm an alcoholic, man. You're not helping me at all by saying, mm-hmm. you know, Glenn had a few years and days where he was impacted by, uh, by alcohol. <laughs> no, I was a drunk. And if I can't say I was a drunk, then I'm not headed towards sobriety at all. Okay, if you're like, no, 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 I, I had my life impacted uh, by the um, the justice system. That to me sounds like, really, did like a prison truck hit you on the way to school or something? What happened? (laughs) And it sounds like they impacted you. No, 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 no. You impacted someone else. And that's why they came to arrest you and put you in juvie. That's why. Uh, so you don't have any of those words because they're trying to um, um, get get rid of all of those because, you know, you got to. You don't want to offend rapists and killers. You don't correct. want to. They were justice Wrong. involved persons <laughs> justice. that were formerly incarcerated. OK. Justice involved persons. Justice formerly involved. incarcerated. Yes. Yes. Justice involved persons unless you are a young person that was impacted by the juvenile justice system. Or a young person with a justice system involvement. Can you imagine wasting time on this? Time and energy in a major city? Then they wonder why they got piles of human poop all over the streets. Did you see the video this week that came out where the the people were cleaning the streets and they had to wear hazmat suits? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I would have a very hard time remaining quiet if I'm paying taxes in San Francisco and they are they are using hazmat suits to clean up all of the human poop and they're doing this, uh, you would people would pay good money mm-hmm. to see me show up at the city council meeting as a citizen who is paying their salary because I would not be silent and I wouldn't be saying it just on the air. I would be saying it right there. I don't know who you are that are paying money to San Francisco for taxes 
and you are well you're crazy that's it you're just crazy <laughs> that's it i mean i i don't know who you are yes i do you're crazy because if you weren't crazy mm-hmm. you would already be down there saying these things you would be leading marches against these you would be running to get in office to stop these things or you would have done what most americans you would have moved a long time ago i don't know if you know this but 800 square feet that's not 1.2 million dollars in the rest of the country don't know if you know that what <laughs> and there's no there there's no one in your neighborhood at least they may do it once but they won't do it a second time there's no one in your new neighborhood that will crap in your lawn now there might be dogs but no human will you ever open up and say okay kids time for school oh wait a minute Mr. Busy is making busy in our front lawn again. Knock it off, Mr. Busy. You don't have to do that. And it's it's a shame, too, because that was one of the most beautiful cities, not just in the country, in the world. I think it is. It was fantastic. I think it is America's most beautiful city. It might be. Yeah. I think it's just the architecture, the history, the 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 hills, the water, everything, everything. That is America's, I think, most beautiful city. That's one of the things Republicans should be reinforcing all the time is look what happens in these Democrat strongholds. Places like San Francisco, who've been run by Democrats for 50, 60 years at a time, and now they've destroyed it. It's a hellhole. It's a Democratic hellhole. Look at, you know, if you look at Los Angeles, they're having warnings about the bubonic plague. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this, but the bubonic plague is behind us progressives you're progressing us back into the stone age when they were looking at typhus pat typhus have you ever had reason to worry that you might get typhus no i don't think right. I really do you haven't. even know how you get typhus i really don't okay i think it's through lice all right and through i lice? think lice lice I think you can get typhus for at least that's the only time. The only thing I've ever known about typhus is it was always the scourge of the concentration camps yeah. because everybody was just so filthy and living in their own filth and the bugs and it was carried by lice. All right. Typhus. Los Angeles has typhus warnings out. (laughs) You're not a progressive city when you're dealing with old timey. It's like, well, we better get the iron lung out. We, you never know. Uh, there's a bad case of the vapors going around. What consumption. Do you, consumption. We're going to be hearing about consumption in Los get, Angeles. Well, she died of consumption. <laughs> what? Really? Do you even know what that is? <laughs> that's, no, that shouldn't be. Where is she? had TB, tuberculosis. Uh, oh, all right. In America, nobody's had TB for a very long time. Very long. We kind of stopped that at the Statue of Liberty. You're not moving forward. You're moving backward. Do you know that one in five citizens in California has been, uh, uh, has had a, uh, hang on just a second, has had a, uh, has been impacted by the justice system? One in five people in California have been impacted by the justice system. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a good thing you got going on there. Long gone are the days, you know, where the beach boys were saying, come to the beaches of L.A. and it's so great and everybody's great and 
and the the California girls are so pretty and so fresh and so free. No, no, they're smeared in poop, and they could give you a case of the vapors. <laughs> Well, I am I am so excited for our cruise through history that we are embarking on next spring. Imagine a floating museum filled with amazing artifacts that help explain our founding, the founding of this republic. Then imagine um, that you and I get to sit together and and listen to David Barton and Rabbi Lappin and Tim Ballard talk about the history, specific things about our history. Then going on a bus together and, and going to see, you know, uh, Athens, going to the Holy Land, seeing Bill and Bill O'Reilly and I together kind of duke it out on stage right before the election, except we're doing it in Israel. That's what this is all about. Yeah, you got the pool and the drinks and everything else. You, you, you got all that. You don't have to bring a wallet. You you just have to get to the airport. Then everything from the taxi cab, there's no tips involved. There's no Everything's paid for. This is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime cruise. Cruise through history. Go to comesailaway.com to learn more right now. Comesailaway.com. Join us next spring. And don't forget, you can buy your tickets uh, to my Christmas show, December 7th. You can find all of the tickets online now at glenbeck.com. So, Pat, are you going to your sprawling estate uh, in Martha's Vineyard? Uh, this weekend, you're gonna fly up there. Uh, not this weekend. Not this weekend. I, I can't. I yeah. can't make it uh, this week. I have yeah. a previous previous engagement. Ah, uh, shoot. Well, yeah. you have such a sprawling mansion. I what'd know. You, what'd you pay for that? Oh, you know, I don't like to brag. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So let me ask you this. Um, remember when President Obama went into the White House? And yeah. they had all these student loans that they were paying for. Yeah, Michelle talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I ask you, don't we deserve a president who understands what it's like to carry a little loan debt? Who <laughs> yes, knows that's what we deserve. Person that is- access to an education shouldn't mm-hmm. be based on whether your family can afford it, that we need to train our young people and give them opportunities. Don't we deserve that kind of leader? So they, they deserve, we deserved a leader who had loan debt. <laughs> right. And Don't you deserve a leader that's kind of sketchy <laughs> and uh, hasn't paid their hasn't bills really yet? Hasn't paid their bills and, and has not really made enough money to, to pay off their student loans. Don't you want somebody who's been bankrupted a bunch of times? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. We got that one in spades. Now, listen, here's the thing. He also was the guy who said that there's there comes a time when people just have too much money. Now, I've never been able to put my finger on when it is the government should say you have too much money. But do we have that uh, audio? Here it is. I mean, I I do think at a certain point you've made enough money. You've you've made made enough enough money. money. So I, I would like to ask the president how he's made his money. Um. He's just uh, purchased a uh, a second home. Now this is a this is a summer home. Well, he's got that dump in Washington D.C. That's nine million. It, it, but they barely fit in there. Right. It's only like nine thousand square feet. Right. And they you barely got, fit. And it's the two of them. 
Yeah. So you got to get out of that dump. Uh, You want to save it. But there's times when you're like, oh, it is just it's oppressive here in the heat. Mm -hmm. And why I just don't know what to do. So you have to jump on your aeroplane and you fly to some island like Martha's Vineyard. So when you go up to Martha's Vineyard, you you don't want to just stay in some haphazard hotel. You don't want to borrow a friend or or maybe rent a home for those two weeks. You want to make sure your home is your home. And so you have a home in in a vineyard, and it it's just a small little piece that has some beachfront property. And why it's a simple, quiet little $14.5 million home. <laughs> and and that, that little spot on the beach is only 29 acres of, of beachfront property. Just and 29. That's, but Martha's Vineyard, have you ever been it's there? It's not 1,000 acres. Right. It's a huge, huge island. So 29 acres of waterfront property is nothing. Tiny. Nothing. Um, Pat, mm-hmm. are you a little bothered that somebody who was having problems paying his loans uh, just went to do, quote, service uh-huh. and serve America and just four years later, he's got a $9 million home. He's also got a $14.5 million home. That one's kind of a fixer-upper opportunity, oh, though. Yeah. Can I ask you something? <laughs> yeah. What does it take to maintain, just Can maintain? You, a $14 million home? Yeah. Oh, uh, a million dollars a year, maybe? I remember. Just in property taxes, you're going to pay... Six seven hundred thousand dollars a year, every year, every year, every year. Yeah. How are you gonna? How are they gonna pay for that? How are they gonna pay for that? I. They were president of the United States. You don't ever have to worry about working again. That's wrong. And keep in mind, these are the income inequality people. The yeah. people whining about that continually, and they're all about the little people and the working man. And then they live like this. You know who? You know who the little man was? The last little man I think we had. Uh, was uh, Eisenhower. Eisenhower, uh, no, sorry, Truman. 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 Mm-hmm. I love when Truman, uh, I mean, he paid off his his 30-year uh, loan uh, that he had um, made right before or right after World War One. He had opened up a, a men's haberdashery, and he and his <laughs> Partner, yeah, that's not what a lot of haberdasheries. No, around. Uh, it was a it was a shrinking yeah. call for haberdasheries. But uh, <laughs> he and his partner they went bankrupt, and Truman said, "I'm I'm going to pay off all of my creditors." And it took him until he was president to do it. He was making payments Jeez. from like 1920 or 21 until he was president in the 40s. He paid it all off when he left office. He got into his old Buick, and he drove himself home. And, he, and they lived in the same house that they'd lived in for years. Yeah, they went back to their, their same house that they lived in in Missouri that uh, they left before. It's incredible. And he drove himself, he and Bess. And my, my, my favorite, one of my favorite 20th century presidential stories is on the way home. And he's driving on these new highways— and um, and he's driving. He's an old guy, and he's driving. And Bess is in there, and the lights and sirens go off, and the president is pulled over. Okay, 
And uh, the guy comes up, you know, off to the side and he's like, uh, registration and license, please. And Harry Truman rolls down the window and he hands him his and as he's handing him his license, the police officer said, Mr. President. And he said, yes, young man, I, I, I don't know what I did wrong. Am I speeding? And at that time, Bess leans over and scoots over on the big bench seat in those old Buicks, scoots over, and the and he said, no, sir, um, you were way under the speed limit. And Bess looks at the police officer and says, I've been telling him to speed up. Would you please tell him <laughs> to speed up? That's how presidents used to be. They didn't leave... Yeah. Man. And take all of the office and all of the trappings. Mm-hmm. They they went back to being people. George Washington didn't want to be called president. He was Mr. Washington. He didn't want to be called Mr. President. He didn't want to be called Mr. President when he was president, let alone after he was president. No, there's only one president. That's the way it used to be. You were a citizen servant. People aren't servants. You think you think do you do you really think that Donald Trump, whose family was set forever, that his family isn't even more set now? Do you think there's anything that his family is ever going to need because of just the clout of being president? No, the the same thing with Barack Obama. He was poor. Now he's got a nine million dollar house and a 14 million dollar vacation house. I remember when I bought my first biggish house. It was in New Canaan, which at the time was very expensive. Now I think you can get them for like a pack of Cheerios. Uh, and it was it was two acres of lawn. And I never had anything like that. And I was walking with the real estate agent, and they walked a little ahead. And I said to Tanya, what does it even cost to mow this yard? And she stopped, and she looked at me, and she said, we shouldn't be looking at this house if you're worried about how much it's going to cost to mow the lawn. It's a really good point. I would say to the Obamas, mm-hmm. what does it cost to mow your yard? What does it cost to paint your beautiful shutters? What does it cost? How are you going to keep up with the taxes? My gosh, you've you've made yourself quite a little industry mm-hmm. under the guise of President of the United States. bothers me just bothers me so much i have no problem with people being rich i do have a problem with people who claim that they're not rich and then and then have a problem with rich people and then yes and then celebrate yes. in their richness i have no problem with rich people none i have no problem with people who go i love success stories i cheer for people who come from the from behind and then you know rocket to the top it bothers me that we are talking about people who went into public service. Charlie Rangel, World War II guy, left. He was poor. He fought in World War II, went into Congress. He now has beach houses everywhere. How did this guy get rich? How did he get rich? In service of his nation? That's not. No, service is the military. And the Congress and the president and everybody else should have exactly the same salary as the military. They should have the same rules as the military and the same salaries as the military. Sorry, Congressman, you're not going to get a raise. 
you oh well you oh housing is expensive right that's why we have the congressional barracks over here why is that mm-hmm. service so cushy and the servicemen go out and they live a hell life or are, are, are really truly sacrificing and come home and then they don't they don't get all the they're not buying a 14 million dollar uh vacation home it's not right all right, enough of that rant. Uh, sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. If you've ever been driving down the freeway, you look ahead of you and you think, hmm, that piano hanging half out of the bed of that truck doesn't look like it was tied down very well. And as soon as you think of that, of course, you begin to play all of the possible scenarios in your head, which by the end of the day, you're going to have to spend a lot of money getting your car fixed. Now, Car Shield does not cover pianos falling on your car on the highway. However, perhaps it should. Car Shield actually helps you with the things um, uh, like your engine uh, going wrong, your transmission going wrong, a sensor going wrong. The things that you never think about and you don't have money uh, to, to waste on that. You're just like, I just want my car to work. Just make it work. Those things can really put you behind the eight ball if you don't have um warranty anymore in your car you need extended coverage and the people that provide it for me and i highly recommend it for you car shield carshield.com call 800 car 6000 that's 800 car 6000 use the promo code beck carshield.com promo code beck this is the glenn beck program So how many times have I said uh, medical miracles are going to start becoming more and more frequent and you're going to see things uh, just over the horizon that you'd never think, you know, cures for cancer are coming. Um, In Australia, scientists in Australia, the researchers there uh, have just come up with a new pill. If they could come up with a pill to get rid of stuff, what would it be? Mm, I'd like it to be be cancer, Alzheimer's, uh, typhus. I might, I might be a little shallow for thinking fat was my first one, but uh, that's the, a good you know, one the, though the too. Fat pill I like would that. be really good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, they've come up with something even better. The team has developed an electronic capsule that you can swallow to monitor gas levels in your gut. When it's paired with a what? pocket-sized receiver and a mobile <laughs> phone app, the pill reports tailwind conditions in real time. <laughs> what? See. The the data on the fumes could clarify the conditions oh, of each section of the gut, what the microbes are up to, and which foods may cause problems in the system. Mm. Until now, collecting such tailwind data it may have been a challenge. I'll bet. Uh, they say popping this electronic pill is a breeze, and uh, the early human trials have already hinted that the pill can provide new information about intestinal wind patterns and gaseous turbulence from different foods. Finally. Somebody's done it. Finally. So I would like <laughs> to get this for my son because he is the most, he is, I mean, it's toxic. It's toxic. We, we, were, mm. we were at a show. We were, in, we were in Vegas at Penn and Teller. And he said to me right before we went in, we, we ate. And he said, Dad, I think I'm going to have a problem. I said, are you sick to your stomach? And he said, 
no other end and i'm like oh <laughs> no no well you can't just let him go because they're mm-hmm. toxic they're just deadly mm-hmm. he got he got up in the middle of the of the pen and teller show and he's like dad i've I, i've i've, I've got to leave the room for a minute and i'm like Go, go, go. So he's like, excuse me. And he's doing kind of the poop walk. And he's like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. There's no poop. He just, if he would have farted in that room, he would have killed three roads. He would have done it. I don't know what it is, but something is dead inside of him. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's bad. But well, that's lovely. So I'm we're looking for it. the, yeah. We're, yeah. So we're, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, this that, is, this that will is be good. good for you. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have early warnings. Look like a big storm <laughs> is coming about three this afternoon, rolling in in, in Rafe's stomach. So that's great. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> also, there's some really good stuff happening in Texas that you should know about. It does prove kind of that Texas is still Texas. Some laws to take effect on September 1st. Uh, more lenient gun laws. <laughs> While everybody else is going the other way, Texas is making it uh, easier to own and carry guns. Uh, kids can legally sell lemonade at stands now without a permit, which is great. Uh, you can carry brass knuckles and other self-defense items <laughs> legally <laughs> oh, later oh. this year. All right. Do you uh, know anybody that carries brass knuckles? I don't, but... I mean, that seems weird that it's yeah. like... I mean, who asked for that? It's like, hey, I just moved into town, and uh, yeah, I'd like you as, <laughs> you as my congressman <laughs> to make sure I can uh, bring the brass knuckles in. Maybe that's for when Fredo visits Texas. Right. He, right. Can, he can keep his... Uh, Texans, uh, get ready for beer to go. And booze delivery. So they'll bring it right to your home, which has been illegal until now. I, I is that incredible? all of those drinking right? years. It was so hard. I could have called and just said, bring me more Jack and Coke, please. DPS surcharges for traffic offenses are going away. They've stopped red light camera tickets. You can't get a ticket anymore from a red light. Yeah. By the way, if you live in New York Great or California, um, they've also banned. Then this is true. You can't move to Texas anymore. Oh, yeah. If you're from California right. or New York. That took effect do. last weekend. Last weekend? So, yeah. 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 You will, probably won't. Mm-hmm. They keep it kind of quiet. It's on the down low. But mm-hmm. just, I mean, if you're mm-hmm. thinking about moving to Texas. We're just trying to save you the trip because yeah. you'll be turned don't, away at the don't border. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. Ah, I hate that. Ah, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna, they've got to save Chick-fil-A, Bill. <laughs> uh, they, they are stopping telemarketers from trying to fool you with the wrong area code. I love the great state of Texas. Good stuff. You should try it in your state. It's uh, it's actually good. It's it works. Quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, maybe someday we'll get them to pay for the gas bill, too. Uh, <laughs> so we don't have to do it because government should be doing things like that. You're listening to Glenn Beck.